Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. So Neil, we we got we we have some guests with us today. We have three guests with us actually, which is usually good chaotic fun. And the funny thing is, they're Englishmen, all living in Los Angeles or the or Southern California, right? Right, guys. That's correct. All right, that's correct. So, so we have with it, and the other thing is, I don't think they're an active band anymore, but they all seem like pretty good mates so i can't figure out why they're not an active band anymore neil but we'll get to the bottom of that we'll get to the bottom of that yes so So we have with us we have mick we have alex and we have sterling from bladder 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 exactly neil uh, neil you're a big stick you're a big stickler for band names what do you think about bladder 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 well (laughs) you know what we'll get into this with the guys in a second but i always thought it was there was an english pop band in the 90s called wet 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 and I always thought bladder, bladder, bladder was a piss take on that, but I guess it's not. Is that right, guys? Like, where did the name come from? Uh, we're thinking of the worst name possible, and that was it. Dead easy. <laughs> well, done. well, the funny thing is, I've actually heard way worse band names than that. So actually, it's not. It really uh, isn't I don't know that about. Bad. I don't know about way worse. <laughs> but I've heard worse. I don't know, man. I came across one the other day called Loose Change. That's pretty fucking bad. Mm. Yeah. So um, the way the way. The way I came across these guys, because, uh, you know, they're not super well-known, was, um, Tom, do you remember a label in the late uh, 90s, early 2000s called Palado? Palado Records? It was oh, yeah, of, yeah. P-E-L-A-D-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Palado so, means... What does that mean? Is it not dangerous? Loser, I think. I think oh, loser. loser. I think it was the guy's name, wasn't it? Wasn't it Pat Palado? No, no it's, I think he told me it meant loser. I could be wrong about that. But. All right. I'll look it up. I'll Google it. All right, yeah, you, you Google that. So anyway, so I was looking for stuff to listen to because I'd been listening to some Britpop and stuff. I, you know, a lot of the punk I was listening to in the late 90s, I wasn't digging. Tom, as you know, no effects yes. and stuff I never really got into. So sure. I found this label and there was a bunch of bands on there that I found out that I really liked liked uh let's see libertine uh stiletto stiletto boys zillionaires dime store halos chinese takeaway they were really fucking good uh it was very very rock and roll kind of punky kind of kind of label and then bladder 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 were on there as well and their album cover was like a traditional british bobby uh, like stopping a Jaguar or something like that. So I immediately got turned on to that and I really liked them. So that's how I got turned on to the band. And then when I found out they were English guys too, it made it even better. So, uh, so okay, so we got Sterling was the guitarist, right? That's correct, yes. <laughs> His dog agrees, yes. Uh, Alex, you played bass, right? Very poorly. Very poorly. That's just like me. I play bass very poorly. And then Mick, are you out there, mate? You, Mike, Mick was singing, I'm in. right? Uh, <laughs> I never sung him. I shouted. Okay, well, so the dogs. The dogs want to be heard, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us a bit about how you got. Okay, so was the band formed in, in the States or was the band formed in England originally? And how did you guys get to, get to come to the States? Uh, we uh, formed in England, in Stockport, in the Glorious North. Uh, me and I went to school together. Uh, was that Stockport Grammar School or something? Stockport Grammar School? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Goit Bank Secondary. It's basically a early prison. An early prison. Where was the Yob, Yob Academy? Yob Academy, you right. Either, you either joined the army or went on the dole after you left. <laughs> I did both. So... Yeah, so we formed. Uh, I moved to London. We played gigs in London, and then I moved over to America, and Alex tagged along the for me. And then we discovered Sterling over here, who I'd seen in bands in London. 
who was in a band called the Rolled Holders. Uh, we booked him to each other in a club and uh, we made him join. He didn't want to, but we made him. So, okay, so you formed in Stockport. All right, so you were any any bands before that or was this was this your first band? We were teenagers. Time. So, so they got to be about my age, Neil, because they their first album going like 91 or something. That's the year I graduated. No, it, was like two, it was like 2001, I think, when the album came out, wasn't it? Like, well, yeah. you, you started out in the early 90s, right? No, early 80s. Oh, early 80s? Yeah, we're fucking ancient. How old are you guys? I'll fucking say. I'm 28, and I've been for the last 20 years. Well, You're no. probably all younger than Neil. Don't feel too bad. You're yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 60, so fuck you guys. <laughs> you're, older, you're older than me. If you start, hold on, let me do the math. If you started in the early 80s and you were all teenagers, What's that? You were born in like the late sixties, then, right? So there you Mid-60s. go. Mid sixties. Listen, so, it keeps you young, Neil. Rock and roll keeps you young. It's the fun of you. I guess. So, so Sterling, where are you? Are you from? You're not from Stockport as well, are you? No, I was born in London. Oh, okay, yeah. London. All right. Don't I'm hold it Irish. against you. I consider myself Irish, just so you know. You keep saying that the band's from England, but <laughs> my whole fa- my whole family's Irish. So. From the I north or the south? Irish. Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. From the west and from uh, the north. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, my, my mother and father, obviously. All right. So tell me, guys, what was the when you formed the band? What kind of stuff were you listening to back then? First band I saw was a Damned. It was like Damned, uh, all the good early punk bands. So when when was when was your first gig? And when, I mean, when did you see your first gig? What was that? When was that oh, Damned show? I saw the Damned at the factory in '79. Nice, the factory in Hume. That was a lovely, lovely venue. I got, I got you beat by a year. My first gig was Buzzcocks Subway Sacked in '78. So nice. Liverpool Empire. I was shit scared the whole time, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to, I went to Eric's a couple times. But anyway, that's a different story. It's not about me. It's about, it's about you guys. So that, who was that? Who was that saying the first band was the Damned? Was that Alex? That was me. That was Mick. That was Hello, my. My first band was probably also the Dam, probably about two years later, because I'm a little younger than those two. So if that was 79, what, were they touring Machine Gun Etiquette at that time or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, that must have been cool. So, how? So okay, I remember, because I went to school in Manchester from, like, 81 to 85 or whatever. Well, I was born in Fallowfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where my oh. uh, my dorms were by Fallowfield, I believe. This is the Smiths t- uh, hunting grounds, isn't it? Hunting ground, the fucking cannibals. All right, so how did, so how did you nerd wells? So you formed this band, and then you, what, you, did you move down to London, or did you just gig down in London? I moved to London in 83. Okay. What made you move from lovely Stockport? Okay, so Tom, because you don't know, so Stockport is a town, uh, like, on the outskirts of Manchester, I'd say, right? Like, like a half hour out of Manchester or something? It's ten, it's, it's ten miles out from the centre of Manchester. Okay, so how come you moved down to London? How come you decided, didn't decide to stay up north? Everybody did. I mean, you know, that's where the gigs were, that's where, you know, fun was, so... I left home and moved down south. I was squatting in London for a few years, and it's happiest days of my life. They were? Okay. <laughs> All right. And so you both moved down there, Alex and Mick? No, I, I, I was in Manchester still. Okay. Stockport. Uh, I was in. I was actually in a band before. I joined Bladder with the original members of Bladder. Okay, what was that um, called? Uh, we never got out of this rehearsal room, so we never really had a name. But then uh, Mick one day spoke to us all, who were the original Bladder members, and he'd booked a gig for New Year's Eve. What year was that? Oh, 87. And so that's when I joined, was 87, with with the original guitar player and 
drummer. And a new drummer. Until yeah. eventually I came over here. I actually didn't know Mick was over here. We, I ran into him. <laughs> and that's when we decided, like, okay, let's start it again here. And Mick had recently ran into Sterling and said, let's see if he wants to do it. You had like, like another guitarist, didn't you? You had a, you did a single out here. Yeah, we had Ian. But yeah. Hold on, hold on. You 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 guys are getting ahead of yourselves. I'm I've still got you guys in London. So you're talking about after you moved to LA, right? Okay. I tell you what. Let's play a song. Let's play a song first. So um, Mick said he was going to let me pick the songs. So they're doing I, an early one. They're doing an early one. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna do. Um, well, the, okay, no go, girl. That was one of the. Was that the first single or the second single or what? That was the uh, second single on Pilado. Okay, all right. Well, that's the one I'm gonna do anyway. So, what was this one about? Tell everyone what this one was about. I just thought the uh, title sounded funny, and it just kind of worked. Hmm. It's about uh, coming to America and the effect that an English accent has on the local women. In America for the women. Let's be honest. So hmm. let's give this one a whirl. This is No Go Girl by Bladder Bladder Bladder. Sounds good. 
<laughs> still sounds fucking good yeah i like that song a lot i've actually got that single i got let's see i got the album and i got two or three singles i don't remember but anyway that's a might have been she, the first thing i bought she came to guys. california for the girls in the sunshine is that what i'm understanding i don't like sunshine but yeah that's why i work nights i'm gonna stay out of the sun what's the base side of that song no go girl it was an ep what? it was like uh it's got can't understand normal thinking uh, one man march, one man riot. Everybody loves you when you're dead. And it's on blue vinyl, and it's mighty fine. It's good. It's good cover yeah. as well, isn't it? It's. A, why did one of you guys do the cover? Sterling. No, my wife did. My wife's an artist. You can, I, Okay, so I know how difficult it is to move to the states and to get citizenship and all that kind of shit. So how did you three nerdy wells manage to get over here? We all got married. And that's how I'm you got what? Where you got green cards or something? Yeah. Okay, why did you choose LA to come to? Of all the places in the world that you could have gone, where, how come you came over here? could have gone anywhere in the world. There's a lot of places that wouldn't have had us. It was warm. It was easy. It was warm, it was easy. There was a music scene. Well, but that's why we started the band over here. Like when we got here, like when I got here, it was late 80s. The fucking biggest band in LA was Jake's fucking addiction. <laughs> and every band fucking hippie with like rope air. Like, I don't know, it's like a reaction with fucking. I had to do something like trying to like raise the standards a bit. So and there weren't that many punk bands when I come over here, like going in Los Angeles. It's all sunset strip fucking air. metal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, you, that was that was dying out at that point as well. It was just kind of mutating into grunge. The grunge scene was just beginning yeah. to emerge. Al- alternative rock stuff. So which year is it? What, what are we talking now? Like 95 or something? 1990, uh, was it? Earlier than oh, yeah, so 92. I, mo- I moved here in 1990, anyway. We were, like, in the apartment. In the apartments in Hollywood with the rats. <laughs> and the shooting. We were living in Hollywood, and at that point, it was, like, gang-infected still. Yeah. People were scared living in Hollywood. And like, we say, no, we're from Manchester. We're like, use this sort of thing. All right, so that's when you you and Ster- you met Sterling up again, or something like that. Like, how how did that how did that end up? How did you start getting the band up together again? I met him at a gig at uh, what was it the place on Santa Monica Boulevard, Peanuts or Peanuts? Yeah, English Acid was it? Peanuts, yeah. And it was some English band, the ones who had the blonde hair. Was it Birdland? Yeah, 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 yeah. From Birmingham. And so then you guys met up and decided to start up the band again, or what? Is, is that how that worked? Yeah, we needed a guitarist to mix a guitarist. But still as a guitarist. So, yeah. They, so, were play, they were playing already. They're kind of missing out, like, uh, salient, yeah, we, we, salient facts here. They yeah, yeah, give, yeah, give, here give us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Sterling, I think you're going to have to take this, mate. So, Dia, tell, tell us, because I think well, I guess No Go Girl was the third single, right? So tell us about uh, tell us about the early days of the band and, and, and that, was that Downtown? Was that the first single? That's the first single. We recorded that. We got our English drummer over to record that and uh it was ian on guitar we had an american guitarist ian over uh and we just recorded that and it went nowhere so uh because ian unfortunately had a substance abuse problem Mm. and then uh because we were too chicken to say fuck off you junkie fuck but we didn't (laughs) uh so we, we just we kind of split the band up, and then within a few months, we ran into Sterling, and then me and him started rehearsing a little bit in my house to see if he wanted to do it. 
And um, still's a genius guitarist. I mean, like he's you know he was lowering his standards joining us. But so remi- so remind me, did had you know you'd known Sterling from from back in the day in London and stuff, or were you guys like meeting? Yeah, for the first I, time? I, I, I vaguely knew Mick from London, and then I recognised him when I bumped into him at the uh, English Acid gig. English Acid. I see. Is that right. what it was called? Am I just making stuff up now? I kind of feel like the club was called English Acid. English Acid was one and Peanuts was the other one, but is that the same no, place? No, Peanuts was the club, I think, and then English Acid was the night. We'd actually played the English Acid before you joined. Yeah, because well, Metal Cycle Boy was Sylvain Sylvain was playing with him as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Cycle Boy. Hey, <laughs> they're still going. I went and saw them a couple of uh, months I ago. I know. I met them in the pub that night. So after that, so okay, you recorded that in '91, and then you didn't do anything else till like '97. How come there was that big? Was it was that after you kicked Ian out and got Sterling in? There was like a there was like a five or six year. I think we were doing gigs, but they were all in like Chinese restaurants and and <laughs> you know in, in between the second course and places like that, because like the Osping and Green Day and bands like that weren't out yet. Mm-hmm. They were. Did you? Yeah, they they were the same level as us. They were like playing shitty little bars in Orange County. Yeah, yeah. You know, and all of a sudden the punk thing broke again, and it was actually all right for us to play. Did you play much outside of California, or were you mainly? Uh, did you mainly stay in Cali? Because I don't remember you playing Chicago at all or anything like that. A couple of gigs in Vegas. Uh, we went to San Diego. That's about the yeah. I mean, California. California. <laughs> yeah. And just like LA, Vegas, and San Diego. So tell me about the oh. second. Tell me about the second single, guys. When did you guys see that was oh. your first one in Palado, right? Yeah, the split single from Yeah, uh, that came as stores and like and like said, do you want to do something? And we said yeah, and uh, it's that easy. So did you? Are, were you friends with the Dime Store Halos, or did that just happen to? He just happened to put the two of you together. <laughs> thought we'd go well together on a seven-inch. Yeah, we kind of, kind of became kind of correspondence friends with them, didn't we? Pen pals after that, but I never met them. <laughs> was one of those guys English too? Do I remember one of the Dime, Dime Store Halos was English? Uh, you might be thinking of the right. Dead End Cruisers. They were Dead End Cruisers, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. They were on Pilato as well, weren't they? they were a great band. And yeah. the guitar was as well. The singer was English. Well, they're all English. No, the bass player wasn't. I remember the bass player. They did a cover of uh, uh, Hammersmith Palais. Hammersmith Palais. Ah. uh, Demolition 20. Yeah, they did a cover of that. It was was the first time I heard it, actually, so I thought they wrote it. (laughs) Did you hear the thunder behind me, Neil? The the, the sky is falling, man. Holy cow. I've been keeping my mic. I I hear the thunder, yeah. I've been trying to keep my microphone off so it doesn't sound like the world is coming to an end. Wait, with the dog between the dogs and the thunder? No. Well, you know, I'm upstairs, or my dog would be. My dog's got similar issues, so. So we did this thing with uh, Pilado. Uh The interesting fact about that was we had our celebrity producer on it, uh, Durwood, the guitarist from Generation X, produced that single for us. Oh, uh, Durwood. Yeah. Bob Andrews. Oh, nice man. Nice. How was he, he to uh, work with? Was he all right? He was. He was. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he was over. Here. He was working as a. Been uh, motorcycle dispatch rider. Oh Jesus Christ! Really, Billy Idol's got a billion trillion dollars, and uh, and Bob De- and Derwood Andrews is fucking riding motorcycles. Okay. Uh, don't get through with talking about Billy Idol. He's then he's not a fan. I bet he's not. 
Avery's not. Yeah, or Tony James either. Yeah, Generation X, one of my favourite bands, actually. Well, the first album, anyway. Yeah, they were great. Oh, brilliant band. I even like the last album. I even like Kiss Me Deadly. I guess I'm alone in my, my opinion of that, but I do like that album. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's really in Generation X, is it, at that point, though? They had, like, a... Didn't he have a different... Didn't I, some other guy play guitar or something on that? Steve New played on yeah, it. Steve Steve New, yeah, Steve Jones. And I, yeah. I think they just had like everybody in London playing on it. I didn't even know it was a third record, Neil, so that shows you how out of it I am. They were, um, they were, they weren't Generation X by that time. They were Gen X. Gen X, yeah, uh, that's yes. yeah. And I think that's when the, they did the Dancing with Myself. I think was on that record. Oh, yeah. the songs they went to become Billy's like solo yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Untouchables yeah. as well. That was a yeah. great song, the Untouchables. Because I didn't think the second album was all that great, but I it, mean, it wasn't. No, the first I mean, it side came out when the, I was it came out when I was like six years old. Obviously, it's hindsight, but yeah, the first the first side's all right, but the second side is useless. It's uh, yeah, very self indulgent. The ballads um, of Kenny Silvers. That parts one and two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <that. laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna play another song. I am gonna play uh, "Demand the Impossible." So uh, yeah, tell us a bit about this song, if you would. This is off the first out al- or the the album, I guess, right? On the on the job with. Uh, once again, it's just me writing a load of bollocks and uh, still me writing the music. That was an old song from like before I was in the bands. I didn't. Yeah, it, it was. It was an original, but it was it was brought up to date by Sterling. Well done, what? Sterling. Aren't, aren't there some Sex Pistols references in this or something? Uh, Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's its legacy. Yeah. No, it, Sex Pistols yeah. is a band that influenced all of us. So uh, yeah, fuck it. Well, I, th- I think I think "Demand the Impossible" is one of those early T-shirts that Vivian Westwood put out. I think yeah, that I think that's the saying that was on one of those early T-shirts. So anyway, all right, let's listen to the song. This is uh, "Demand the Impossible" by the Bladder Boys. It's a bad name. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
there you go. What a fantastic song that is. Demand the Impossible. The whole, I tell you what, the whole album's good. No, the album never came out on vinyl, did it? It was only a CD thing. It's funny you should say that. We just sent off a master. It's coming out on vinyl this year. Oh, fantastic. Pilado is back in business for this one thing. And uh, yeah, stick it on vinyl. It's going to be coloured vinyl and limited screen printed covers. We just don't know when all the pressing plants are chock-a-block. But, uh, what coloured vinyl? Coloured vinyl. What colour? We don't know yet. <laughs> Whatever they can get. Yeah. Union. Black, black's a colour. Black is a colour, that is true. Oh, well, black's oh, no, black an absence of colour, isn't it? That's, That's true. Right. Very I was going to say, Neil, they had to get the band back together to play a gig to sell the new record, to sell the repress of the record. But they're going to break right. up again fighting over the color. I think that's the, what I think. I think they're depending on this podcast to do that. <laughs> no, they're going to break. They're going to break up again because they can't agree on what color to make the vinyl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like Spinal Tap. Yeah, truth is, we broke up. We just stopped doing stuff. Well, it's funny because you guys all obviously all get along. Okay, you're still mates. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> we still but, go to the bar. You just can't find a drummer, right? They're terrible. Fucking drummers. They're the worst. Yes. So okay, so so the re-release of the album then that's that's good. So the original album or the original CD had twelve tracks on it. Are you adding anything extra for the vinyl, or is it going to be just the original album as it was? in love. That's all. It's actually thirteenth <laughs> hidden track on the CD. Hmm. But you you have to let the twelfth track play for what three minutes. It's not worth waiting for. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, I hated that. That was the yeah, worst thing, those hidden tracks. Yeah. Whose fucking idea was that, Alex? <laughs> That's what what is why it? the band broke up. <laughs> what is the Next. track? There's another track? It's me. It's yeah. me and my glory. So it's, Alex. It's the original version of Bank of England. Indulging himself. I don't remember that at all. So we played it. 12, it ends, and then about three minutes later, that's too short to fucking wait three minutes to hear you sing your thing. That's why Neil, didn't know. Know, that's why Neil didn't know that extra song was there. I know, why the would end, anybody wait so exactly? Yeah, <laughs> the idea is you put it on and you vacuum in the house, and then it stops, and all of a sudden it starts again. You fall asleep, and when you wake you're, up, you're, you're vacuuming the house so you can't hear it. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, now I'm getting the idea why the band broke up. <laughs> when you listen to our music, you've got to have a vacuum cleaner going, and that's the way, that's way of hearing it. Not in this fucking well, it, well, it is the question. Is the mystery 13th fucking track on the vinyl? Uh, I believe so. I oh, don't boy. Know. We'll, we'll say we find I mean, out. we don't know, because I don't know how long, how much time vinyl... As long as you want, Alex. ...can actually be. Yeah, maybe a year. Well, not really, because it's like a physical constraint on it, isn't it? Yeah, because I remember when Snap came out on CD. What? Yes, it's oh, he's jam. right. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah, yeah, because the, yeah, the jam vinyl is the jam best of Snap. Yeah, you're right. That was a the CD or the other way around. I'm not sure. Yeah. You are correct. So I don't know what the technology is, whether they can... Have the three minutes, so that song's going to be on. But well, this well, it wasn't a long album. I mean, let's face it; it's not like you were doing like thirty-five minute songs or some shit. These were all two two and a half minute bangers. <laughs> you know, they just, you know, they just seemed like they lasted thirty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was 
my version of the Black Album. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So that okay. So so also I saw that when I was looking for because it's difficult to find your stuff on YouTube. But I was trying to download these tracks. So somebody's taking a I, bath, Neil. Someone is yeah, taking a bath now. Yeah, he's, he's tired. He's tired. Um, <laughs> what I did see was that there seemed to be some kind of best of or singles collection or something. Tell me about that. What the fuck was that about? Well, we put it together, but like the bloke who's going to put it out disappeared. So I, I think he thought better the idea. So. Uh, did you give him any money? No. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him your money. I gave him your like credit card details. That, that's one. In, that's one in progress. If we can get it together, it's like all the vinyl, all the B side stuff, which was on compilations. Yeah, it's I mean, a, I was, it, I was, it, I was impressed. But, and the, but the guy that's got it on YouTube, he's got the full album on there. He's got all twelve tracks. It's got a sleeve. It's got cover art and all that stuff. Oh, you need to buy it then. It's yeah. a box set, Neil. It's called Music oh, to Vacuum Two. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a yellow cover with you guys all on the cover. Yeah, it looks good. I'll I'll send you a picture of it. New to us, fuck. Well, there you well there you go, guys. I'll be sure to. I'm glad I asked you about it. We need to talk to our lawyers, I think. That saves, it, saves a job then, doesn't it? Yeah. See, I thought maybe it had been put out and I just wasn't aware of it. It's called, it says, like, all the singles or something like that. The Boys nice. Are Back. It's called The Boys Are Back. Wow, that's original. There you go. It's got, it's, well, here you go. Let me tell you all about it. It's got 12 tracks. <laughs> Starts off with US Doll Q. That's a good one. White American National Killer. Yeah. Designated Drinking Driver, which I think we're going to... Uh, maybe we'll listen to that one next. Uh, Living a Lie. All the, all your goodies. All your oldies book goodies. All your big hits. They're all on there. How about that? That would be interesting to see, that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could find it for you. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I wonder if the guy that put it up was the guy that you said you suddenly disappeared. I wonder if that was him. Yeah, he didn't have it. He didn't have it, though. We didn't send it to him. We was waiting for an address. He was, must have been Unless we call my burgled us, well, we didn't know. <laughs> well, so, well, someone's put something nice together because it's all here. <laughs> God damn! Well, see, but if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been able to do this show today. Hey, yeah. So you get you you guys keep talking about going down the pub. So do you have like an English local that you all that you all meet at? Is is that how this whole thing works? We used to go to Camp Fiddle on Sunset, but like it moved and it's like not as. Uh... Good anymore. Not on sunset. <laughs> no. It's not on sunset, and it's uh... not anymore. It used to be. Yes, but uh, it, it was. It was basically the Hollywood scene. It was any of the bars. It was the powerhouse. It was the frolic room. It was wasn't really a place like English bar per se. It was just going getting pissed. Oh, all right. The Lava Lounge. That was a good one. The Lava Lounge. Yeah, yeah. I used to get free drinks there. I used to get free drinks there. I used to get free drinks there. Wow, apparently. Apparently sounds like the best place ever, but a ter- terrible business motto. <laughs> terrible business motto. It got mentioned give... in the Swingers movie, didn't it? Ow! So there you have it. <laughs> Did someone just get murdered? A little bit of Hollywood gossip. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so when, when Morrissey used to live in L.A., he used to, there was an, I swear there was an English pub he used to go to. He used to talk that about it all it, the time. That was it, the Cat and Fiddle. The Cat and Fiddle, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So was, was that place all right? Yeah, yeah it was all right. It was great. <laughs> so did, 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 did he actually, actually have English beer on draft, or what did they have? Yeah. I get it. 
They had Irish beer, they had bass. That's oh. that. It was owned by a English guy. What was he called? Kim something? He used to be in a Kim band. Kim Gardner, yeah. He was in Gardner, Ash something, some English band in the 70s. Hmm. And he was like in the, uh, I think he was in the creation for a short while. Oh, wow. And he okay. was like a friend of Ron Woods and that, you know, from that kind of, that period of uh, 60s English, like, music. Okay. Ron Woods and Rod Stewart and that. Apparently, you couldn't and get he a was the in there, though, right? Because Marcy wouldn't have gone there otherwise. Oh, uh, well, you know. Mar Marcy's a big drinker, actually. Is he? Well, well as he's same. Yeah. a bird on each arm and a pint in his hand. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, you, well, always see him, you always see him with the birds, Morrissey. Yes, yes. Well, I, I tell you what, the... Uh, <laughs> no, Noel, Noel Gallagher has some really funny stories about going drinking with Morrissey. Apparently, Mar Morrissey drinks them all under the table, which I really? find hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like a man after my own heart, Neil. Yeah, because the Gallagher's aren't to be fucked with, I don't think. So there mm. we go. Anyway, let's play another song. So talking about drinking, let's play Designated Drinking Driver, which is uh, a fine positive message. I assume we don't need much of an introduction for this one. We can kind of figure this one out ourselves. <laughs> it's got a double message, double meaning, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't that many bars like to go to here, like you know, in London or in England. Like there's a pub on every corner, and like California, like it seems like you know, people are ashamed to drink in bars or like tiny little dark rooms where people like hunched over the bar. Like it's not a public house over here. I think you need to come to Chicago, mate. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll feel more at home. <laughs> it's an invitation. Yeah, it is. It is definitely come out. Yeah, you just can't keep on the couch, all right. Oh. So uh, let's play the song Designated Drinking Driver. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, bladder, bladder, bladder with DDD, designated drinking driver. So you guys, so you had the singles, you had the album. So what was it? We had it all. You had it all in the palm of your hands, and so then you lost it. We flew it. too close to the sun. I guess so. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? You just got tired of the whole thing, or what? Ah, uh, yeah, we're too lazy. We couldn't be asked. Yeah, but you like you like you like playing in bands and stuff, though, right? You like because you're saying it before about you know English accent pull, pulling girls and stuff. I mean, I know that happens, so that must have, it must that must have been a good laugh for you. You must have all had fun doing that. We just like the idea, like going on the road, like you know, it just didn't appeal. So, like, so you, you know, worked hard at it. You weren't going to get anywhere. So like, you know, we just didn't work hard and didn't care. But you could have been green. You could have been Green Day. You could have been fucking multimillionaires. Well, no, Green Day were Green Day. When we started, Green Day were like some little oiks up in uh, San Francisco. And then all of a sudden, Green Day were like famous and the offspring were super famous. And well, I do I do like your I do like your album better than any of the stuff that Dave put out. But anyway, um, well, so what was that? What was it? Was there a was there a breaking up? Did the drummer leave or something? Or was there some kind of thing that broke up the band? Uh, the drummer that was like LP Brian, like he, he, uh, he quit the damned. <laughs> <laughs> we support the damned, and like everything went tits up, and like it didn't go tits up. Brian just it I did. Don't know. My amp, like my amp, like blew up after four songs. I got and through. Our, like, that was the last straw, I think, for him. And it was a good so, yeah, gig so as like, well. Yeah. It's like strangely enough, it was actually seemed to be going well. One. So where was that? That, that? that must have been a big venue if you were supporting the damned. It was the Roxy, I think. The Roxy or the Whiskey. Mm. I think it was the Roxy, yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how were those guys? How were those guys to hang out with? Who? Uh, we didn't. We did. We were allowed. You just load in your equipment and then get the fuck out afterwards. We never got. I'm sure they're very nice people, but we never got oh. a chance to meet them. Oh, that's disappointing to you. I met Sensible the night before at another gig. They were playing at some uh, festival in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Spoke to him and asked him, him. I was playing with him tomorrow. Can you, you know, come and see us? And he kind of just turned his character on. He's like, oh, I don't know. Dave's got to do his hair. And it's like, okay, whatever. So we didn't see them that night and let to lay on stage. Did you play with? Did you play with some other big names? I mean, obviously, the Damned are a big, big band. Who else did you play with? Yeah, uh, our last gig was with the Vibrators, Flogging Flug, Molly. We used to play with Flogging Molly a lot. They were just starting. Uh, oh, when they US were in Bob. LA, okay. Because the uh, singer used to go into the Lava Lounge. I said we knew Dave. We'd known Dave like when they were playing pubs with us. We used to play together. Hmm. So uh, they shot up, and we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, they used to play at a place called Molly Malone's, right? Is that in LA? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that's actually where they they formed. Where they got their name. Yeah. The different bands. With our different guitarists, with Ted, wasn't it? Ted Hutt on guitar Ted. originally. Oh, yeah. The whole band was actually English except him. <laughs> and then, then they went off and did other stuff, and he got a new lineup, and they became what they are today. Mm. Well, yeah. I think they were doing that kind of like Irish influence music right at the beginning, though, weren't they? Well, it's funny because when I was a kid, man, I listened to Dave King sing in Fastway, the band with Fast <laughs> yeah. Eddie Clark, the hair yeah, metal exactly. band. That's kind of my era, you know. 
and Pete <laughs> Way. But yeah, he had long hair and he wore tight pants and he pranced around. It's good stuff. <laughs> Still does. He just doesn't have long hair anymore. He's got a big Actually, beard. he really does that anymore. He looks like an old man, but he sounds sounds good still. I was going to say, Dave King's doing all right, man. They play pretty good-sized venues. They draw a pretty good crowd, Flogging Molly does. They're, they're and they're fun. cruises, they're aren't they? They're like playing... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, see, they, that's cruises. where you guys should do your comeback. Yeah. Put you on a cruise ship with all the booze you can drink and all the all the uh, food you can eat. That's the way to go. Three-hour cruise. <laughs> no, nah, it's like a three-day cruise. Actually, I would love to do that. I think that looks like a lot of fun, but it's, it's real expensive. So I haven't done it yet. I think you can you can keep cruise ships for me. I think after all the yeah, food, food, food poisoning and stuff, yeah. and fucking ah, everyone dying of COVID. Once. I went on a cruise once with my wife, and I love being on the ocean and being near the sea. But I found it very claustrophobic. The whole oh, cruise ship experience. See, it's just, the it's ships just like, are so big. I didn't get that. I didn't get that feeling at all. Well, you but. just can't get off, and you're like stuck with all these people. They made us sit with the same people every night. Ah. And I just found it yeah, very. Oh, I don't know. Just grab another drink. Like, I love the <laughs> That's Tom's answer to everything. Have another drink. <laughs> have another drink. Uh, all right, let's let's play another song. Let's play. Uh, let's let's play U.S. Doll Q. How about that? Tell everyone about. Tell everyone what being on the doll means, guys. Mick. It means free government money. Unemployment. Yeah, unemployment, and and unlike unlike in the U.S., you can be on the doll fucking forever if you want. Well, that's why it's funny that you guys moved to the U.S. If you'd have stayed in England, you could have been on the Dole and still done your band, you know, forever. Yeah, I didn't change that. Went yeah. to, I was on the Dole for a few years, and when Thatcher was in office, everything changed. It tightened up. Like, hmm. it, was, it was impossible for me to live. I actually I moved outside London only for about a year because I couldn't get work in, in Manchester, and... All my money had dried up. They'd started. You had to go and do a made-up job to get your dough money. Uh, so that yeah. job. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a job that really needed to be doing, but they weren't going to give you a salary for it. But they weren't going to give you uh, dough money, and if you didn't do it, write a song you know. about that. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that, that sounds like a like job. Song, you go to work, you get you go to work, you get money, whether it's fake or not. It seems like a job, not the dough, but. It, <laughs> was about on the hidden track on the LP that yeah. Alex's search of it was it was basically uh, not being paid your worth <laughs> that's why we split up we never got paid our <laughs> never got that yeah. big world tour opening for Green Day to get the dole every week, you were supposed, or every two weeks, whenever the check came, you were supposed to prove that you were actually looking for work, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you know, um, but it's funny, man. When I when I was in when I was at uni in in the early early eighties, those rules hadn't changed yet, and we could actually sign on during the summer holidays. So uh, as soon as uh, university stopped in May or whatever it was, we'd uh, sign on immediately, and so we'd just have free money through the summer. It was great. Go to go to cinema every day. It was fucking great. Where was it? University in Manchester? Uh, yeah, I was, so I was I was born, uh, I lived just outside Liverpool, but yeah, I went to university in Manchester. Oh, nice. From, from like 81. To, dude, and fucking, it was the best time to be in Manchester, 81 to 85. All the bands, I saw like, I saw the Smiths, like third gig, I saw Joy Division, I saw fucking New Order's second gig. It's, it was in oh. uh, Chameleons, I saw all those fucking great, I mean, it was, Ma- Manchester was excellent because it was the second city, right? Everybody, everybody toured through Manchester. So uh, it was a great time to be there. That's I have amazing. to say, yeah. 
Like, oh. I saw some great bands there. We used to go to the Manchester Polytechnic because he had a subsidised bar. Oh, wow. Yeah, yep. I, I went to the I went to I saw gigs. I saw a Gang of Four early on at the Man- uh, Manchester Poly. Uh, what was your favourite? What was your favourite place in Manchester to see bands? What was your favourite venue? International, probably International One, not the two, the original one, the big one. <laughs> Yeah. Rafters on Oxford Street was great. Yeah, Rafters. I, I, I fucking loved Rafters. I saw a conflict there in the very early 80s. That was a fucking trip. My favorite. Okay, well, because uh, you were a bit younger than me, so was, was the gallery still there on Peter Street when you yeah. were there? Yeah, that was my. That was my. Oh God, I saw so many fucking amazing gigs at the at the gallery. I love that place. I think the last band I saw there was Chiefs of Relief, which was Matthew Ashman. Yeah, was. yeah. That's right. Right. Paul Cook. Wow, yeah. And Paul Cook. Yeah, and Paul Cook. Matthew Westman, Paul Cook. And, and I think the I freedom saw, to rock. And I, and I saw Dogs de Mall. There. No Eastern Block. I Did think it? the last band I saw there was the Lurkers, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was that was towards the end of their first run, I think. They were they broke they broke up shortly afterwards. But yeah, I saw the Meteors there numerous times back in the day. It was fucking great. I love the gallery. But there were so many great venues in Manchester. Yeah, Rafters, like you said, was was awesome. But the international, that's after me. That's after my time. I'd already left. That must have opened after I left. I, I'm trying to think. So, 89. 89. What year did you leave? I left at 85. Yeah, so it was probably just after. But it's where the Stone Roses, it's where they started playing at first. Now, funny story about that. Uh, one of the, there was a record store in Manchester called Paper Chase, which was, it was underneath a bookstore or something like that. It was called, yeah. it was Paper Chase. Uh, I think it was by by the Arndale somewhere, yeah. and um, used to go down there, and there was like a glam dude who like loved Generation X, loved Billy Idol, and he was telling me. So this would have been like eighty three, eighty two. He was telling me about this band he just started. He played bass called the Stone Roses. Oh wow! <laughs> so, uh... what, what, was it the same? Was it the Stone Roses? Was it? The it same? was. It was. It was a same. It was the same band. I guess very early on, they had a they had a different kind of vibe than the. Was than he they, still in the band when they were? I'm not quite sure to tell you the truth, because uh, like like I said, when I saw him, he was super glammy and his hair all done up and stuff like that. But uh, so he might have just changed his look completely. I'm not quite sure if it was the same guy because I don't remember his name. But he was a cool guy. Which is possible because when they were first playing at the International One, there was two guitarists. They got moved to the International 2, which was smaller. That's when the second guitarist had left, and they started to become big. Yeah, they started to do that whole baggy thing, yeah, the dancing thing. Yeah. Fun times, man. And the pants and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, So are we going to play US Doki or what? Oh, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Wow, that went off track, didn't it? Yeah. But that's so so typical. Get a little distracted.
There, US Dolky, what a great Johnny. song that is! Yes, love that. That's on. That's on your. <laughs> that's on your greatest hits album, which none of you were even aware of. <laughs> which tickles me no end. That's uh, that's that's pretty funny. That when was it, when was it added to YouTube? Are you, are you on there now? Or? I don't. I just found it yesterday because I was trying to find some of the tracks to play tonight and I couldn't find them. And uh, all of a sudden, um, this thing, this like twelve track album, popped up. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And uh, and I found, but yeah, I'll I'll send you a link to it when when we're done. I'll send I'll send you a link so you can check it out and sue somebody. Congratulate them on their uh, yeah. enterprise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, at least the tracks were on there somewhere. Like I said, I couldn't find hardly anything except for live stuff. He had some live stuff up there, but uh, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much really? other stuff up there from you guys so okay so after you guys split what did you so you you weren't Sterling were you not playing guitar anymore or Alex you were not playing bass anymore what, what happened there I just played for the cats I mean I haven't stopped playing but I nothing no other band no other band now the good thing about this band is as you can you can gather we were friends first yeah 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 Ooh. and we're still friends <laughs> oh, he said Sterling. Thanks. Yeah, I've I've returned to uh, show business after twenty years of a gap. Yes, Mick is the singer of a new band, right? Mick, tell everyone what you guys are called. We are called the Scunthorpe Yobs. The Scunthorpe Yobs, yes, indeed. Pronounced Which... a lot of different ways in America for some reason. Yeah, and uh, is Scunthorpe there... a real place, or is that just like a fun-sounding oh. thing? <laughs> Oh, no, it's a real place. It's, yeah, a, it's a real place. It's a fucking grim place, but it's real. So how come you didn't call yourselves the Stockport Yard, seeing as you're from Stockport? Because... <laughs> oh, I know why. I know why, because Scunthorpe's got cunt in it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, these guys are... Very mature, guys. Very yes. mature. Yes. The person of the band Oil, Neil, he, like, got hold of me and said, do you want to do a joke project? It's just we're recording. So I got together with him and like I wrote some songs that he gave me the music to and like was going to do it like some like you know just recording. And then he liked it so much he thought fuck it we'd like get a whole band together. And so we uh got 
band to go around. So like now we're a real band instead of just a piss tape. So so who else is in the band? You got Neil from Oil and who else? Uh we've got Tim, who was in Smogtown and is now in Gross Polluter. Yeah, love those guys. We've had those guys on the show, one of my favourite uh, California bands, yep. Ted, who's in the generators and also the outsiders. Okay. I have um, albums by both of them. Who was in the randoms and is also in oil. So wow. uh, it's, it's like an all-star band you got going together here. We got our first gig coming up in a couple of weeks. So in fact we're in the recording studio tomorrow starting our LP. So Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Golly. Got, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the old thing spoiled out of control. It was just a, like a joke. We just got to do a couple of tracks, and uh, it went so well. We started rehearsing. Well, we started rehearsing in January, and we got our first gig in a couple of weeks, and the LP's like being recorded tomorrow. So, what can well, I tell Well, that, that's exciting. So, and you've, you've got more of like an oi street punk influence for these guys, right? Than you did that yeah, 77 not- spiky sound. We're getting a bit more musical, like I'm like getting some more of the punk influence in. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's stuff we all like. It's all like good stuff. Uh, yeah, if you if you guys wanna wanna listen to any of that stuff, any of the Scunthorpe Yobs, I believe you guys have a full track demo on the Bandcamp. I believe. I believe that too. Yeah, well, I don't it's believe it's very anything. good. I've heard it. It seems like I guess those are just demos that the yeah, the but it's very good. Like very like catchy songs. I think. Thank you, Sterling. Well, that that congratulations on that, and, and Sterling, as the uh, guitarist musician of the band, what, how come uh, have you stopped playing, or are you are you still playing in other bands? I'm not playing right now. I'm uh, I'm always playing though. I'm always playing the guitar. I'm getting my uh, British Invasion bands together. It's <laughs> like uh, I hear there's like a big demand for that in Los Angeles. You know, well, you Stones, like a... Stones covers the Who. <laughs> Every generation of kids discovers that stuff over, you know. Yeah. There's, young people probably love it. The Mersey Beat Yobs. I think, uh, didn't Jerry Marsden, the Jerry and the Pacemakers, died last year? So maybe you can do a, re- a redo with the Pacemakers. That would be good. Yeah, um, good. Jerry and the Pacemakers are fucking great. Yeah. I think they had a number one hit maybe before the Beatles did or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, something like yeah. that. They had anyway, or they had like three number. No, the first. What was their big I, hit? I know what it was. I ask you this every time you bring it up. I ask you what the big hit was. Uh, well, they had uh, "Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying." Okay. The they ballad. had "Ferry Across the Mersey." Don't know that one. Which was the, which? "Ferry Across the Mersey" is the biggest one. I don't know and that. They, I don't know uh, if that made it over here, Neil. Uh, and uh, if you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. That's like an anthem, isn't it? It's like a Liverpool Yeah, I, yeah, think, that, I yeah. think that Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying was their biggest US hit, I'm going to say. I know what it was. The, their first three singles all went to number one. That was their, that was their big claim to fame. Mm. They're no Freddie and the Dreamers, though, are they? The Freddie and the Dreamers, from they were from Manchester, right? Right? Yeah, I, I think thought so. they were from Liverpool as well. Oh. No, nah, Freddie and the Dreamers from Manchester. I'm sorry. He, was, he was a postman, I believe. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, he's a postman. Uh, so, okay, so you're not playing any, any bands right now, okay? Right, not well. actually right now outside of the house, no. Well, maybe you and uh, maybe, maybe you and Derwood Andrews can get something together. Yeah, we do a good Generation X spin-off. He just did, um, didn't he just do an album with Rat Scabies or something? Yeah, he did. Uh, so, uh, yeah. He's still doing stuff. Rat Scabies can't stop making records, as far as I can tell, but the quality control is a little uh, a little off. Just constantly cranking stuff out. 
Here's, 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 here's what I heard about the Dam. The Dam just played some dates in England. And they played, I guess they got a new album coming out. Yeah. And live, they played the entire new album. <laughs> so apparently the crowd the crowd wasn't very enthused. Come on. When I saw them a few years ago, they didn't play one new song. Well, there you go. Well, really? They did now. They did now because they got a new they album had coming that out. New album, they had the newer album out. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like the picture of like a farm field or something, like a fence and a farm field. <laughs> But they uh, that sounds great. Well, they were doing the Machine Gun Etiquette tour when I saw them. Right. So they yeah. played that. Well, well you can't. Yeah, you can't. Can't go wrong with that, right? They just did the tour with the original lineup. Right. Like five. They, they did. They did that one. And I mean, I've heard some of the tracks off the new album. They're actually pretty good because they've actually got a little political. Mm. But that was all. Like, I don't think they did any of the original lineup shows in the U.S. Right? Those are all English shows, I think. They, yeah. they were just English shows because I know. Brian Aren't Jack- they playing soon? They're playing in Los Angeles soon, I think. They're playing over here soon. I don't think Central's with them because he won't get vaccinated. He's anti-vaxxer, so I can't get into America. Oh, so, so it's going to be Dave Vanian and his merry band of mercenaries, well, probably. That's, for years, that's what it was, right? It's the Queens of the Stone Age guitar player is playing guitar over here. I think he did. He did last time. Okay. Interesting. And maybe they have uh, what's his name, Algie Ward. No, who's the bass player? I forget who's playing bass for them these days. Oh yeah, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, let's play another song. Let's play. Uh, how how feel about Crime Pays? How about that one? It, I believe that Crime does pay. That's how I feel about it. Mm. Pay, <laughs> pay. Guess we weren't very good at it. All right, let's let's listen to this one. This is Crime Pace from the Bladder Boys. I used to walk the streets till I found out.
the clown. Crumb pies. 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 Do you, do you guys live together or something? What's the deal with you guys? <laughs> oh, no. He <laughs> really sounds so offended. He sounds very offended about the whole idea of that. So, Tom, I've, have you ever been to LA? Because I've never been to LA. You've never been to LA? No. Uh, I have never, Neil, I have never set foot in California. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that your liberty? I'm not against it. I just haven't. I just never, you know, I've been to, I've been to Las Vegas four times or something. And I've been as far west as, you know, Kansas by car, but I've never been, yeah, never been to California. Yeah, I've, I've been to, I've been to San Diego, but yeah, I've never been to LA. Oh, I've been to Irvine as well, but I've never well, yeah, been yeah, to but LA. you were in Greater LA, right? Irvine's like Greater LA, right? I mean, it's like the suburbs. Yeah, it's like an hour out. I don't. Know yeah, if that's that nothing in LA. An hour's nothing. That's going around the corner. Yeah. So, what, do you, do you guys all live close to each other, or are you uh, in completely different parts of the city? We're in different parts of the city, really. Okay. Do you see each other much, or do you not see each other much at all? Mm-hmm. Couple of times yeah. a year. Jesus Christ! Come on, come on guys. I'm trying, That's true. We're trying to make like your best mates or something. Come on, help me out. I mean, we see each other, but I, my, 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 I work during the day. Mick works nights. Dylan's always working. Always, constantly. What What do you guys do? We end We end up going to the pub. It's always the same. It's the pub. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. We're going. I mean, farmers market. We like going there. Jesus nice Christ! Farm. You have you have become Americanized. Farmers market. Christ. <laughs> so do you make? Do you make, let me ask you this? Do you make it home very often? Do you get to go back home, back to England much? No, uh, not I've anymore. Two thousand six. That's me, Mick. Okay, Alex. How about you? Do you make it home much? Uh, not as often as I'd like. Unfortunately, I was back last year uh, after my dad died. Um, yeah, I was there. I was there a couple of years ago after my mom died. So yeah, I guess we're all going through that same kind of thing. How did you find it? Did you find Stockport had changed much, or is it uh, not much changed? My, my parents don't live in Stockport, so I had oh. no. Because because why I was there was for that. I didn't go up this time, but it has changed. I mean, Manchester's changed. I don't recognise. Certain areas where I grew up, right? I, it, it's weird to me. Yeah, no, I, I was. I think I had that conversation with Mick the other day that uh, I was back about five years ago to Manchester, and I didn't recognise it at all. I was completely lost. I had the city centre was completely different. It was weird. It was so built up and so just. I don't know. It lost all its character. I thought. But it's like the, the club I used to go to was on Oxford Road. Just what was it called? And it was called the, the Banshee. Okay. It was kind of a gothic, goth club, goth club downstairs, a metal club upstairs. But last time I was there, they'd knocked it down and they'd. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I mean, Manchester. You know, Manchester was was in the eighties. It was it was reasonably grim, but at least it had character. It had something going on. Whereas now it's just glass buildings, and you could be in fucking Berlin or something. 
It's the same everywhere, isn't it? Like, it is. It is. The, Westfield, Westfield, and every fucking corner. Unfortunately, it? that's very true. Yeah. Well, how's LA? Is LA uh, changed since you guys moved moved there? Yeah. yeah. Yes, quite a lot. Low rent. Like nobody wants to live there now. It's all like poncied up and like, you know, it's yuppieville. Yeah. It's fucking horrible, man. Well, it's still fucking horrible, but it used to be cheap. <laughs> It is horrible. Hollywood, like Hollywood Boulevard, used to be like a ghost town. Like you could just walk down there, and then like now it's just, it's just all horrible clubs and like for influencers and whoever. Well, dude, it's 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 funny. You were someone asked me about Eric's before. So what Eric's used to be um, in Liverpool. I don't know if you guys right. know Liverpool at yeah, all, but well, I've um, heard of Eric's. Yeah, so it was on Matthew Street, which is actually, it was right across from, so Eric's was right across from where the cavern used to be. So yeah. Matthew Street has always had like a rich musical heritage there. Um, and, you know, and in, and in the late 70s, early 80s, it was dark and dire, because that, that's where punk clubs are, right? They're in that part of the town. Uh, but now you wouldn't recognize the fucking place because it's all like, there's all Beatles stuff. There's like a new version of the cavern that's there. Yeah. And then there's all like, yeah, like disco clubs open until four o'clock in the morning. Old, uh, it, like Matthew Street does, is nothing like it used to be. It's very sad. So, well, uh, a really good documentary you should, you should try and find on YouTube with Pete Wiley from What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he, he actually talks about, and so it was obviously in the, in the 80s. And he goes to where the cavern used to be, and it was called the John Lennon Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a dress code on it, and Pete Wiley points out that the John Lennon Bar wouldn't let John Lennon in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I think there's only, like, one surviving pub on Matthew Street now. It's called The Grapes. And uh, that's where the Beatles used to go and drink, actually, because the cavern wasn't licensed. So yeah. the Beatles actually played. They go across to the grapes and, and have a drink. And uh, but I think that's all changed now too. It's all very sad. But I'm sure the kids love it. I don't know. What are you going to do? That's, yeah, the, the, tourists, the prob- tourists, problems we're getting old. Yeah, the tour. Yeah, the tourists love it. Yeah, yeah. It's you know what it's like. It's like it's like going to fucking Spain or something. Going to Marbella or something. That's what that street's like now. It's all like loud music and, and girls with their tits out. Here you go. Well, that sounds horrible, Neil. Sounds really <laughs> sounds really terrible. Underage slappers like like fifteen year olds. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Oh yeah. Well. Anyway, there we go. So I think we're I think we're winding up, guys. Unless you guys have anything else to say. I mean, I'd, well, I'd I, say I'd say you guys pump your album, but uh, this I'll, greatest I'll, hits album, but you don't even know anything about it. Well, or the the repress, right? The repress. I mean, what's it going to take to get you guys to play a show to celebrate the repress? A million pounds. A lot of monies. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to come up with that. What's well, plan next, B? Next What's your second plan? How about, how about 50 bucks? Next show coming oh. up with these scum thought yobs. Yeah, where, where's might, that, Mick? Tell us a little bit about that. that. Uh, we're playing in Long Beach on Cinco de Mayo. Which, oh, nice. uh, the 5th of May, mate. 5th of May. That's right. You know what's funny, Neil, is you and I are going to be watching a California band in Chicago that same day. Yeah, we are. Yeah, Tom's coming in. We're going to see Channel 3 at a small club in Chicago. Yes. Oh, very good. Yeah, so who are you playing with on this on 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 the fifth? Who who's who's who are you playing with? Yeah, I can't remember the dry socket. I think uh, outside of playing the heads of the band. Uh, yeah, it'd be good. So he's picking up. He's picking up two paychecks. Is he that guy? He is. Two yeah. bands. Nice, sweet. He's a good baker. He deserves. Nice yeah, little learner. Now, which which label is your album going to be on? Do you know yet? 
Yeah, we try to get a bidding war going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got Virgin and, uh, and the EMI going yeah. for it. Pilato and 77, what's it called? What was it RPM. Other one? Uh, yeah, we've had people show interest, so we're uh, seeing who offers the best deal. But yeah, nice. it'll be coming out. Watch your shops. Available in all good news agents. <laughs> yeah, it'll be available at Paper Chase Records in Manchester. That'll, That's right. That'll be good. Yeah. The bladder, bladder, bladder record is happening too on vinyl. We, you just don't know when. Which, yeah, uh, we just sent be, off before the, the end, before the end of the year. But oh, okay. Uh, just keep checking. <laughs> but because, well, you need to do. You're going to have to do something to to help promote. Yeah, I mean, other than talking to us, of course. Put out the bogus one. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, go. <laughs> we should do another podcast. There you go. Yeah. I might enjoy this. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe we'll, we'll 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 delay this one and play play it when the album comes out. That's <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's on that's on Pilato, though. That's Pilato. He's coming out of retirement just for that. Oh, is that right? Oh, no kidding. Well, if he well, can come out of retirement to put the record out, certainly you can come out of retirement to play a show at the re-release party. Never, never say never. Yeah. So, I don't know maybe, about that. I don't know about that million pounds, unless the exchange rate, I think, slips exceptionally. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you need that. Dollars at the moment. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that would be, that'll be good. Thank you, Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> and if and if and if uh, if Pat Pilato was looking for a pressing plant that actually has availability, I believe our good friend. Uh, yeah, Cascade good, over in our uh, good friends Portland. at Cascade. Portland, yeah, I believe yes. I believe they said because he said when we just interviewed him, right? He said they'll guarantee to have your album out in four months or something like that. Didn't he say that? Uh, so anyway, I'm going to play us out with uh, one man march, one man riot. We, we should is, say we should say thank you to these guys for giving up their dinner time to come talk to us. Well, for sure, but I want them to tell My me what this song's about song. first. I, I want to know what this song's about. One <laughs> man march, one man riot. Tell us about this song. Sterling, Sterling. Um, Did Sterling guess... write all the songs? The, the way you guys keep put. Pick, no, not all of them. No. No. 90%. But this one, this one, yeah. Just the ones I you like, apparently, like, Neil. <laughs> this yeah. one, I remember, like, I when I first moved here, I was walking around. I moved to Torrance with my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking. Um, I was like, I used to, I just moved from London, so like, you can walk everywhere in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was walking, walking. I wanted to go to the guitar center. There was a guitar center. I looked at it on the map. And it looked doable, but it was fucking miles. It was like 18 miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. It wasn't like, it was like five miles or something. But I walked and I, my, because I couldn't drive at the time and my wife's family were all shocked. But I just remember like that, um, I've got the walking LA blues line just kind of crept into my head, just walking along in the fucking sun. It was so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. And just, and then you just find a few words that kind of, fit together just like everything you know like a nursery rhyme that's my idea of what a good song should be like like a, a nursery rhyme something that you can sing along to and maybe it means something or maybe it doesn't but just as long as you can sing along to it that's the important thing it, it took over an hour but we actually got some words of wisdom there at the end there you by, go by our friend sterling yes i like well, it well listen thank so you did, now, hold on a second. Did you buy anything oh. at Guitar Center after all that walking? I hope you bought oh, something. Fuck no. <laughs> so you walked five miles for nothing. <laughs> Expensive. We'll have a look and see what they had. 
Jesus Christ. Now those days, like I used to be like quite good looking, and I, um, hey. and I looked different. I had short hair, and like so, like people are just like come rush. Oh, hey, how you doing? And people used to think I was in Depeche Mode or something. <laughs> and of course, you, and of course you played it off and me. said you were. <laughs> no, I did not. I wasn't that clever. Sure, just charge it charge it to Depeche Mode. Because <laughs> yeah. like, when we first the got arrived here, like nobody nobody had short hair in Los Angeles. It was just like all the heavy metal bands were heavy metal looking and then after a couple of years like they started to shut the, uh, cut their hair and that. No, we used to stand Los Angeles. Definitely. Ricky Rackman cut his hair. It was like a huge deal. Oh, Ricky, yeah. Did you did you ever run into Lemmy anywhere? I did in London. He was always propping the bar up in the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Right. I used to see him in London. I used to see him at the same position on the bar in Dingwall. Actually, we saw him at at the Burgundy Room just before he died. Remember, he was there that night. But we went out drinking with... uh, Filthy Phil one night, like we met him in a bar, and like he was very entertaining. Got the beers in. So filthy Phil was the was the drummer, right? Yeah. He's gone now too, right? That was the class, like the classic, the classic really lineup, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a good lad, though. It, it was funny, and actually, Durwood met him that night, and he whispered in our ear, "My God, he is filthy." He <laughs> 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 had money, rich. Oh, that's nice. Well, good. I mean, I'm glad they got some money out of the band and stuff. That's, well, I hope that's you important. got a couple of pints out of it at least. Then. Oh yeah, he did, he, and he was—he was a decent bloke. He was nice. Hmm. Well, what other stories do you have? What are the stories of the, of the rich and famous? Uh, Joe Strummer bought us a beer one night when we went in the powerhouse. Like it was a bar we always used to go to after work. Like he was in there with uh, after Spider. I, after I called him a capitalist swine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a, uh, Nick met um, Nicholas Cage. He came into our shop. Oh, we yeah. Working together. He was so very was he? nice. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't totally weird. He was it very. Was... Nice. I remember thinking he sounded like Jimmy Stewart when he was speaking. Oh, like James Stewart. But mm-hmm. he was like he seemed a bit standoffish at first. But then, like, I think like when he thought we weren't like gonna like freak out about him or fawn over him, he just got kind of friendly. And he tried to do this English accent like. So oh, you boy. blokes came over to open a comic shop, like. Oh, you work in a comic shop, eh? Uh, it was. It was comics and records. But he was very nice, and he was. Yeah, we had to, we used to get a lot of actors in, like Pierce Brosnan, like uh, Russell Crowe came in one time. Like I never saw still... any of them. <laughs> they were there. It was about Jazz Coleman, Nick. Yeah, fucking Jazz Coleman came in like one night. I was there. Uh, we had in joke T-shirts on the wall. And he came in like I saw his way around. That people like, like I want to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm. That's like really? shirt. Well, he wasn't serious, was he? Was was hey? he serious, or was he just being an asshole? He was all like riled up, and it was like life itself. Like, just say, just 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 fuck off back to Iceland, Jazz. Fucking hell. Yeah. I did meet Sticks from Happy Days. <laughs> who? He met who? Sticks. He was the black drummer in the band in Happy Days. But okay. I just, wow. Yeah. That, no, that is screaming <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's like, that's, a, that's like fucking Z level right there. cut from uh, like uh, Happy Days. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet him after he'd been in a film uh, called New Pinky Duscadero or something. Yeah. That's the I hidden track. 
He was in New Wave Hookers 2. Ah, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, the first one's kind of a cult classic. I never saw the second one. Yeah, and the, yeah didn't the first one have Tracy Lords in it? Yeah, mm. I think in both of them. But he shook my hand while we were talking. And I had only just seen the film because it was <laughs> in the office. And I remember as I was shaking his hand going, hang on, all he does in that fucking film is grab his cock. <laughs> well, there you go. So you've what touched, are we t- talking you, about now? I'm like... <laughs> you've touched Dix's cock. Well done. Well, thank yeah. you, Alex, for that. That contribution. Alex's latest celebrity like, uh, meeting. Uh, tell them what band are on the guest list to go and see, Alex. The best band in town. Little Big. Who? Little Big. Who the hell is that? They're a Russian techno rave punk band. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't shoot. understand what you're talking about, though. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> you said you can, like, edit this afterwards, right? I think I'm going to have to. Like, podcast yeah, it's, guys. It's going to be edited down to, like, 20 minutes. I think so. <laughs> Just the songs. Lil Big's got song Punk's Not Dead. They're brilliant. <laughs> the f- I don't understand what's I'll, I'll, I'll Spotify that tomorrow. It works. <laughs> yes, yes, who is it? Little Big? Is that is that what we're talking about? Uh, you've not, you've honestly not heard them. No, I, amazingly, <laughs> amazingly, I've never heard of Russian techno. No, I'll sum them up in three words. They're fucking balmy. Yeah, I think it was another one of those bands that started out as a joke, and then suddenly they're, they're kind of a YouTube band, but they've got really huge. But two of them escaped from Russia after the war started. Mm. Because they, post- oh, well, right. they actually posted something on their website saying no war, and the next day they got a knock on the door. Hmm. Yeah, so from, I'm actually looking them up, Tom, on Discogs, and they, it actually is a real band. It says they're from <laughs> it says they're from St. Petersburg. It it's not B- like he's Biggie Smalls, little big, <laughs> little big, little big. Jesus why, Christ! They have like why, they have like a million singles. I don't know. I think he's. So we're talking list. about celebrities or something, weren't we? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Went from Nicholas Cage to Little Big. La La Land. I played in Hollywood in a couple of weeks, and we're on the guest list. And Alex got a girl singer's phone number. The dirty bastard. Nice. They're playing okay. in Hollywood. Oh, she's she's cute too, man. Look so at you. They're like a real band. They're playing at the Palladium. Palladium, whatever it's called now. Really? Are they Cal- headlining? No, the Palladium, the Palace song. Palace. They're Palace. headlining either way. Headlining, it's big, they're massive. Oh, that's a nice place, the palace. I like that. Well, so we're gonna we're gonna play out with uh, one man one um, one man march, one man riot, which is about uh, which is longest which is longest walking, intro to a song ever. Walking yeah. five walking five miles to go to to go to a music store and not buy anything. Uh, that's that's good. Uh, and also, I thought the I also I thought the, the um, title sounded funny. Yeah, no, it's a good Because there was good... the Million Man March, I think, around that time. Ah, uh, right. gotcha, gotcha. I didn't yeah. have any million men around me, just me. Just <laughs> you. Good, good for you. Okay, any parting words you want to? Any parting words you want to leave us with, guys? Any words of wisdom? No, thank you, thank you for like your time in interviewing us. No, thank you guys for coming. Sterling's on. a gentleman. So uh, anyway, thanks guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, and Tom, I will see you later. Stay free, everybody. Keep a little mark in your heart and all that shit. We'll smell you there. Thanks, guys. Watch out for the thunder. Keep watch out for the thunder. See you guys. Take care. Bye.
Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.